So today in the third episode of the SNC show, I have with me one of the leading producers in the Nigerian music industry. He is an alumni of the University of Abuja, where he graduated with a degree in computer science. He received his diploma in audio recording engineering from the Audio Institute of America in 2004. He won the award for the best music producer of the year at the 2012 Headies. He has produced several monumental hit records for various artists that went on to and continue to define Nigerian music at various points in time, such as Nito C, Dare, Two-Face, Sound Sultan, Sasha, Shank, Kwamwon, Fshaw, Alaye, The Late Kefi, Timmy Dolphice, Inyanya, Nice, Sheishe, Dibanj, G to the Guitar Man, Banky W, and Ikichuku, to name a few. Now, that was a mouthful. In 2014, he launched his record label, Vivachi Records. I hope I got that right. He's also one of the three judges for the reality television music competition show, Project Fame West Africa. Ladies and gentlemen, I have with me the incomparable T.Y. Mix. Welcome to the show, T.Y. Mix. Hello. So, thank you so much for agreeing to do the show. Thanks I'm, for having I, me. I, yeah, I'm really thank happy you. to have you here. Thank so, you. as I always start off with the show, mm-hmm. I always ask the guests that I have to tell us what is their passport name. So, <laughs> so, for me, so for people okay. who do not know who um, Ty Mix, can mm-hmm. you tell us a bit about who? Okay, my yeah. passport names are mm-hmm. uh, Temitayo Ibitoye. Okay. I'm from Ondo State. Okay. Um, I love music. I love. Um, I love people. I love being around happy people. Okay. You know. Um, I love what I do, and um, what you know. <laughs> she does. Yeah, that's so that's quite straightforward. You come from a family of six. Yes, I come from a family of six. Okay. I'm first. Um. Yeah. Were you like a really good older brother? I mean, are, are you a good older brother right now? Yes. Well, I think I'm trying my best. Okay. <laughs> you know, I think I'm working at it uh, to be better every single day. I, I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I'm the first one as well. So. Oh, interesting. Yes. I feel like my brother thinks I'm like the worst sister ever, but it's okay. You'll live. <laughs> no, I don't um, think my siblings think that of me. Well, you know, lucky you. <laughs> um. So apparently, you've been producing music for almost 18 years. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, about that. I okay. started quite early. Quite early. Mm-hmm. So can you take us through your musical background? How and when did you start producing? Well, it all started, you know, uh, many, many years ago as fun. You know, for me, it was fun. It was just um, something I was doing just while with time. Because mm-hmm. I really liked music. You know, I didn't think I was going to be producing music. So I started out playing musical instruments. You know, I was in church. What you instruments know. did you play? I started playing the drums. And from the drums, I started playing the bass guitar. Then I started playing the piano. You know, um, after I played the piano for a bit, I, I had a friend at the time who owned the studio. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to his place, you know, I saw the things he did, and it was very, you know, interesting to me. So I told him one day that, dude, I want to learn this thing, and that's how it all started. Are you still in know. touch with this friend? Yeah. Oh. Very, very, very. Does the friend have a name? Yes, his <laughs> name is Daniel Jones. He's actually in the States. Oh, you know, okay. yeah. He's based there with his family and everything. But okay. he's doing well. That's but he's cool. more in the gospel scene mm. now, you know, and doing well. Okay, that's awesome. And mm. I read somewhere that um, Daniel is the one that gave you the name T.Y. Mix. Yes. How and okay, why. Okay, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing my research. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice, yeah. nice. Yes, he was actually the one that gave me the name T.Y. Mix. Um, at the time, there were two of us mm. learning at the same time you know mm-hmm. that daniel was putting through how to produce and how to mix and things like that mm-hmm. and um for some reason you know every time he gave us something to do i guess i excelled yes. at it you know <laughs> i did i did well you know so one day he was just excited and called me ty mix and and he stuck really he stuck and well 
He's been like that since then, actually. Like, he just came up with T-Money. Yeah, he just, you know, random. You know, just like, yeah. someone is yeah, Femi, yeah, and you just yeah, say yeah. Femo, yeah, 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 and, you know, yeah. and that's it. You okay. Know. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So do you still play the piano? Yes, I do. So it's like, it's not, it has, yes, I it do. has come with you. It's not like you lost No, some. no, I didn't lose it. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe the bass guitar, I lost a bit, you know, but, um, but I, I can still find my way around. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's good to know. That's cool. Yeah. So moving on to like music production, uh-huh. what fascinates you the most about music production? What was it that made you excel when Daniel would give you tasks to do? Because I think with other people, they may just like lose interest. Mm-hmm. But what was it that kept you going? Well, I, I just like the difference. I like the in-betweens mm. um, from the conceived idea to the finished product. Mm. I enjoyed every part of in betweens, you know, where you put the sounds together, uh, record vocals, edit vocals, add effects to it, do things that were not originally in the song, do things that even the singer did not even originally sing. Mm-hmm. You know, I just liked the process, and I think it was just very intriguing to me. Now, how do you work on a musical project as Ty Mix? Can you take us through that process? How do you? Go about. Let's say I come to you I'm like you and mm-hmm. I want to sing the song. Mm-hmm. How do you go about working on that with me? Well, it depends. Sometimes you know you have artists who already have songs written, okay. so they just want you to add some music to um, an already written melody mm-hmm. and lyrics. So the artist has written the melody. Sometimes it's like that. Okay. You know. So what you now do is you put sounds together, like add the music to it, and you know just bring it to life. Basically, how do you know how to add the well, so it's about, it's about hearing uh, the melody. Already. Yes, from the melody, melody can guide you in okay. a lot of ways. You okay. know, from there you try to know what chord progressions to use, what genre of music do you want mm-hmm. to, what kind of elements do you want to include or involve in the song or mm-hmm. add to the song, basically. You know, so that's one way to go about it. The other way is sometimes I come up with a beat, you know, or come up with an idea, and um, the singer just finishes up. You know, um, so it's, it's either one of mm-hmm. those two, really. Do, did you write songs as well? Um, yes, but um, that that's not really my strong yeah, point, course, yeah. you know. But what I do most times is I co-write, okay. you know, because most of the productions I do, at some point, we always tell them to either change one line or, you know, do something else mm-hmm. or, 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 or paint a different scenario. Because music is drama, is mm-hmm. storytelling, you know. So sometimes, you know, an artist might come with a story that is not really sitting well with the type of music you've actually produced, you mm-hmm. know. So you might suggest, okay, why not tell a different type of story? And, and then what about situations whereby the artist's lyrics is just whack? How do you go about? Oh, it's just no, really, like you know, I like know. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. What? I was I was reading this book about this lady, and she was talking about how she used to write songs as a child and you know into adulthood, and she said that when she looks back on some of the songs she's even written for like top artists, she's like she cringes, you know. So I asked that question not to really just be funny, but like when an artist comes to you and they're like, oh, I want you to put a put a beat to the song, and you see the lyrics and you're like, this is crap. Yeah, How'd I know. You go about I know what you mean. You see, the thing is, writing is actually um, is, is 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 a special type of craft. You know, you have to be gifted to be a good writer. But putting words together is not easy at all. You know, so what I do most times when I feel like, okay, you are not, that's not your strong point. Because you have good singers mm-hmm. who are not good writers. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have good studio recording artists who are not good performers. Sure. You know, so you can't be good at everything. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I have a team of songwriters. You know, I'll always suggest to you, you know, should you need a songwriter, you know, I can always hook you up with mm-hmm. somebody. 
and if the axis decides to remain stubborn mm-hmm. <laughs> then i don't know we'll just find a way around it you know it's either we pull through uh with the project or i back out uh, <laughs> one has to just yeah. give in and do you mind talking about the songwriters that you work with um they're the, the host of them okay. they're host of them the bunch of them you know um I asked that uh, question because I feel like a, a lot of people don't know who yeah. Nigerian songwriters yeah. are. Well, the thing is, some artists double as songwriters. True. They yeah. write for themselves mm-hmm. and write for other people, yeah. you know. Um, and some are just purely songwriters, songwriters you yeah. know. Um, in the past, I've worked with people like uh, Omolara, okay. Omolara, who has written songs for people like Asha, mm-hmm. and she's done a, quite a bit, you know, in that um, in that space. I've worked with people like Bino. Bino doubles as an yeah. artist, mm-hmm. you know, as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. You know, I've worked with Clem. Clem is, you know, he's written for quite a number of Nigerian artists and a host of other people. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's good, important that we shine light on the people. You yeah, know, yeah the you're right. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. so in terms of the production software that mm-hmm. you use mm-hmm. to create songs. Mm-hmm. Well, um, right now I use Logic. Yeah, Logic is... Um, um, is a production software mm-hmm. where I don't, I don't know if you know, know so much logic. about her mm-hmm. but the logic is where everything is done you know you know from from um sequencing to sound recording to vocal recording to edits to mixing and you know sometimes mastering you know um yeah logic so logic is your go-to yep okay because i asked well, some people like logic. pro tools um yeah like loops. to be honest with you i have never pro tools have always been so difficult and complicated to me i don't know why i don't know why i have tried a few times you know i remember then when i tried to do sequencing on on uh pro tools mm-hmm. it was just so tough and difficult and everything was just looking scattered <laughs> then a few people started saying that no pro tools is best for mm-hmm. audio mixing like you know just mix yes. not to actually mm-hmm. sequence mm-hmm. you know but i don't know i just like having one stop shop for everything yeah. you know and logic does it for me yeah because the consistent thing that whenever i talk to people is like for them they feel like there's certain tools that they just it works better for their workflow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to it. Yeah. But before I started using Logic, I was using um, Cubase. Yeah. Cubase, and it was brilliant. Why Very did you switch? But why did you switch? The first, re- the main reason why I switched was because I switched uh, my operating system. You know, I was using Windows before. Okay. Then I now moved to uh, Mac. what's it called Mac. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 I, I, <laughs> you know, I'm so sorry. Like. Mac, I just <laughs> See, we don't me. vibe. Trust me, that's the best thing that's happened. Everybody keeps technology. saying that. Trust me, like, that. I don't, I just, Mac is so Tr- sorry, Mac. Like, just so complex for me it's to not. use. Like, I have an iTouch and I have an iPad and all the things. But when it comes it's to like, using an operate, oh, See, every professional should work with a Mac. Should work with a Mac. See, so if you're working with the Windows, you're not a professional. Well, it's just because of the stability most mm. times. You know, I like, ah, I can't remember the last time my system crashed. Mm. You know, those were regular occurrences with when Windows. with Windows. You, know, Windows, you gotta there. fix that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure, no, I'm sure the like the newer newer models. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure they fix mm-hmm. most of those things. But, but just... I'm stuck to my okay to my Mac. Okay. Well, you know, good plug for Mac. <laughs> um, but, but just to back, backtrack a little, in terms of the genre of music or the sound that the artist is trying to achieve, mm. do you find that Logic is able to help you? get that sound because i feel like some people like go to different softwares mm-hmm. based on the sound they're mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. um create mm-hmm. but do you feel like logic is the best regardless of the well genre? the thing is that logic gives you a very good platform mm. so you can use different plugins within mm-hmm. the logic space mm-hmm. you know um there's um 
there's synthesizers, synthesizers like uh, Slinth. Mm-hmm. There's um, um, quite quite a number of them, you know. So I have a lot of plugins that I use, okay. but within the Logic environment, and it works perfectly well for me. Now, what influenced your move from Lagos to Abuja? <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, I used to be based in Abuja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be based in Abuja. Um, well, at the time I decided to move, I was doing more business in Lagos mm. than Abuja. You know, um, and I felt like Lagos was a new territory for me. Mm. You know, um, um, yeah. And funny enough, I didn't, I didn't plan to move totally. Mm. What I wanted to have, I wanted to have a workspace in Lagos because mm. I was having studio challenges like every time i had to work on a project in lagos you know you have to start looking for studios then eventually when you find a studio sometimes you're not satisfied with service mm-hmm. you know power you know and a lot of things mm-hmm. you know so i just said okay let me create like have my own workspace here in lagos and eventually after the workspace now you know as a young man is where the business is you move <laughs> yeah. to so I just moved. Well, your mm-hmm. workspace is pretty fancy. Oh, I'm thank pretty, you. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to come and blow up, <laughs> I'll come here. Thanks um, a lot. Now, in terms of sound, mm. you're welcome. In terms of sound, is there a difference between Abuja and Lagos in terms of making music? Is there like an Abuja sound or a Lagos sound? Hmm. Someone, someone, someone told me to ask you that question. Hmm. So that's yeah, I need to actually think about it. Um, I'll say yes. In what way? But you see... My yes is a bit, uh, well, my reason might be a bit insignificant okay. because I feel like Abuja people are more experimental. Mm. You know, I feel like Abuja people are more, they're not under type of pressure. Mm. Lagos artists are under so much pressure and that makes them, everybody's, everybody, everybody's, looking for a formula that works. So if you find one formula that works for one artist, everybody wants to replicate that same sound. And that's what you find in Lagos. Mm-hmm. But in Abuja, people just do music for the love of it. People just, you sleep at night and wake up in the morning and something sounds in your head and you just go and record it. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. It's, it's genuine. It's, it's, it's straightforward. But then again, the problem is Abuja music industry doesn't have the type of attention that Lagos has. So you find out that even those who are in Abuja who want to try and cross over or try and be like a Nigerian artist, because mm-hmm. when you talk about Nigerian artists, mm-hmm. 95% of them are from Lagos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So for those who are in Abuja, who are doing well in Abuja and they want to uh, move on to being a Nigerian artist, mm-hmm. they still find themselves being influenced by the sound of Lagos because mm. they feel like okay Lagos is where yeah. you know hey is a sound that is accepted as a Nigerian sound mm. you know so yeah. that's why I said is yes mm-hmm. and no really mm-hmm. you know. as a producer do you find that frustrating sometimes like a, like an artist comes and says Ty I want you to recreate Kini Big Deal yes yes how do yes. you how do yes. you manage that I find that? it super frustrating <laughs> I do because. I'm a producer. I'm a creative person. I like taking risk. I like to, I like, I like, I like to be fresh. Mm. You know, I, I can't do it alone because I am not an artist. I'm a producer. I still need the effort of an artist. And sometimes when you and the artist are not on the same frequency or the same wavelength, there's always a problem. Mm. You know, um, artists are sometimes, you know, they're, they're, I don't know whether they're scared. I, and I can't blame them because the whole process of, you know, 
of um, producing music and promoting music in Nigeria is, is very expensive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people use personal funds, mm-hmm. you know, to do it. So everybody wants to play safe. You want to be in that space where you think that, okay, you're not too far from what he's selling mm-hmm. and you're not too, you know, you just, you know. But it's very frustrating to mm-hmm. answer your question, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you tend to work with a lot of artists that are willing to experiment and try different things or? I love to work with such, uh, those type of artists. Okay. You know, like one of the, most recent that I've done and I've really enjoyed working with her is Timmy Dolphins. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she she's she she has her own sound and mm-hmm. she's not scared to try out things. True. You know, she in fact sometimes Timmy because she plays the keyboard very well, you know, and she plays I think she plays other instruments as well. Sometimes she comes and she plays some chords like this. I'm like, Are you sure this is going to work? You know, and yeah. she runs some really nice melodies over those chords and is is perfect, fresh and clean. You know. So speaking of Timmy Dollface, mm-hmm. um, you produced her song "School Your Face." Right? Yes, yes. What was that? What was that like? How, how did you come up? How did you come up with "School Your Face"? Timmy Dollface. You know, we started that project. That project almost lasted a year. <laughs> Boy, it was Timmy's fault, actually. You know, we came into the studio. Um, I hadn't worked with her before, so I invited her over to come to the studio, and she came. I just said, "Let's vibe. Let's just work on something." So we started like a framework for that song, and. Um, for some reason, we left it for almost a year, over a year, you know. And one day she calls me back and says that, ah, that she's been thinking about this song and she thinks that, you know, this song is very fresh, so we should finish it up. And she came back into the studio and we finished it up, you know. And th- that was it, you know. We have we have quite a number of things in common when it comes to the creative process, you know. We are free to experiment, you know. We, we, we are not... We are not we we think outside the box, you know, most times, you know, and I enjoyed the process we had, the creative process we had. Now, just to go back a little, you said that you created a framework. Mm-hmm. How, how did that come about, you know, for people who are like, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I started just making sounds. I started, okay. I started playing. Mm-hmm. I started, you know, um, making a beat, mm-hmm. you know, and she was there. She would tell me, oh, she likes that sound. Oh, she's not too comfortable with that sound. Okay, let's try it like this, you know. So eventually we had like a... A and like an eight bar, sixteen bar, mm-hmm. um, 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 sequenced track, okay. and um, she listened over and over again. I started coming up with melodies and things. And sometimes, okay, we got the melodies first, got some lines first, mm-hmm. then other lines we just chop mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. hey, you know that kind of thing. You yeah. know, and yeah, that was it. So that's like the framework. Yeah, I was okay. talking and about, then we you know. built it. Yeah, then, then we built it from them. I love that song. It's really, uh, it's one of my favorite songs from Timmy Thanks. Now, speaking of TY Mix, yeah. do you have a, is there a particular sound that you say this is a TY Mix production or are you just very experimental? Because people, some people say, ah, I don't have a particular sound, I just do whatever. But is there, is there something that when people hear that like, this is a TY Mix production, apart from your name, that is a TY Mix production? You know, I've tried to, because I've heard that question a couple of times, you know, and I've tried to think about my work and think, do I really have a particular sound? And the answer is, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I, I'm just, you know, it depends on my mood. It also depends on what I'm listening to at that mm-hmm. point in time. Mm-hmm. It depends on what my influences are. At the time, it depends on what the market is saying or the industry is saying, mm-hmm. you know, what is, the, you know, music is not just about, you know, the sound of music itself mm-hmm. is um, influenced by a lot of things, culture, um, trends at the time, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of things like that, you know, so I don't think I really have, I don't know, maybe you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like your, your, um, your production 
production, even just production on your style, I feel mm. like it's very contemporary. It's always sometimes with the times, but then you're also mm. able to surprise people. Like I said, with Tim, when, I, when I heard Timmy Dolphy's song, I was like, oh. I tried to, because you need to have that surprise yeah, element. No, yeah, because you, know? you just become very predictable, yeah, right? Yeah, I tried to. Yeah. And I hate artists that, that you know try to put me in a box. It's very annoying. So do, do, do you like <laughs> tell them that I'm going, I'm going to experiment and if mm. this if you can't let me be ty mm-hmm. mix then we can't work or, no no, okay. no i don't i don't go that route okay. you know some some of these things are things some of them are you 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 don't say them mm-hmm. but you you find a way to just find that equilibrium between mm-hmm. you because at the same time you want the artist to be very comfortable mm-hmm. because at the end of the day they're going to be the ones to perform the song they have mm-hmm. to be comfortable in whatever it is they're going to be performing mm-hmm. um so you just find that, for me, communication is very important when you're in the studio. You know, um, I need to know where you're coming from. Most times before I work with you, I like to listen to previous recordings you've done. I like to listen to the kind of music you like and you love, and why do you love those those you know that particular mm-hmm. sound? Is it the is it the melody? Is it the beat? Mm-hmm. Is it the lyrics? You know, so I try and gather all that information mm-hmm. about you. So even when I'm doing something for you, I don't do something that is just totally strange and you're staring at me like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had that experience? No, no. Um, <laughs> I think I'm too like smart uncle. for that. <laughs> like where also just go back to the artists that you choose to work with mm. what if i could ask you three different things that you look for well i want someone who is not scared someone who is creative even though um before if you had asked me this question a few years ago i would have told you that i need someone who is a very good singer mm. but now i'm really not interested in you being a super singer mm. you know um why is that because i feel like generally globally you know, singers are being watered down. Mm. Like, music is being watered down in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that an average singer plus a good writer can make a better record than a very good singer plus a bad writer. Mm. That's very true. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Because I, I realize that a lot of people are being... A lot of people listen to lyrics now. It's not just about the beats. They mm-hmm. want to know what you're saying. They sure. want to know what the story is about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can mention a lot of artists who, in my own opinion, are just average singers. Mm-hmm. You know, but we love them. You know? So um, if I have both, like a very good singer and a very good songwriter, that, would be, that would be fantastic. <laughs> but in the event that I don't, yeah. I'll still work with an average singer and a good writer. Now, you don't work solely as a producer. You're also an engineer as well, right? Mm-hmm. Now, is there a reason why? Well... I think for, from from the way I was trained, mm-hmm. you know, um, you produce a song and you mix a song, you engineer your song, you record your vocals, you know, and you get it done till the final product is ready. You know, so I, I got used to that. Mm-hmm. But later, later, much later, much later, um, as the industry grew and developed, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, areas of specialization started so coming see, yeah. up, you know, so you find mixing engineers mm-hmm. you find mastering engineers you find people who are just vocal arrangers mm-hmm. you know who are very good at it and um yeah so but some I, I do everything but sometimes i decide to because some projects when you listen to them over and over again you're just you don't want to hear it again sure. <laughs> you're just sick of mm-hmm. everything you know mm-hmm. so at that point i'll just give it to a, a, another mixing engineer to just mm-hmm. go and do it and sometimes it works well, you know, because it's like a fresh brain, fresh mind, mm-hmm. you know. Fresh perspective. Yeah, perspective. Who like are that. some of the mixing engineers that you work with? Um, but quite a few of them. 
Um, there's light on that. that I don't okay, know if you know. Yeah, yeah light on is one of the best engineers sure. I know. Okay. Um, there's uh, Mr. Daz. There's um, okay, I've not really done anything serious here as well. This guy is called Swaps. Okay, Swaps are good. They're good. Yeah, yeah. I've done something with them, but not not a lot. Okay. Uh, I've worked with um. Uh, what's his name now? This Baba in the game. Zeno <laughs> 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 uh, Foster. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've worked with Zeno Foster that's before. Okay. And, um, yeah. And for those who do not know, T.Y., you've mixed and mastered songs such as Davido Skelewu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mixed um, and mastered Skelewu. Don't Tell Me Nonsense don't t- by yeah. Divan. Uh, Aye. Aye. Surulere by, by Dr. Sid. Yeah. You have Mercy by Praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Gobe. Yes, yes, yes. Interesting. Oh, you've done your research very well. You know, too, uh, I, how can I come here and I'll be oh, your, talking Your about... brain is smoky hot. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be saying, yeah, T.Y., what's your baby color? <laughs> you mean like, my friend, my friend, I'll be good, be good, be good, be good. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Those are red carpet type of questions. Uh, you, know, you know, I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so this, this was like a red carpet. Uh, so I have to like represent myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I'm moving on to your career as mm. T.Y. Mix. You mm. worked with Nito C earlier in your career. Mm-hmm. What was that experience with him like? It was beautiful, you know, because at the time we had no worries, yes, to be yes, honest. Yes, you know, yes, we just came yes, to the studio yes. and just did music. <laughs> we're even concerned about if we sell, if it will sell. Um, you know, we just did it for, you know. How did you even meet on this he came to my studio. Oh. He came to my studio in Abuja. Then he had he just got back from the States, you know. And he just he came to my studio. We tried one or two songs together. And, and that was it. But you just started making music. Yeah, it was just you know, you know, you I don't know, you can't be too serious about mm-hmm, this thing. Mm-hmm. That's the honest truth. Sure. You know, you can't and there are no rules to it, mm-hmm. you know. There are times where we've recorded daytime. There are times where we've recorded at night. There are times where we've recorded in the afternoons. You know, just you know, it just depends on the energy and vibe that both of you have mm-hmm. at the time. And mm-hmm. we really, really had a very good vibe. Okay. Yeah. Now, I would be silly not to ask you about the top tracks that you've you know produced for Nato C, such as. So I would be silly not to ask you about songs that you created for Nato C, such as Kini Big Deal, Tony Montana, Ten Over Ten. Mm-hmm. How did you go about creating those? songs can you take us to that process ah oh i don't know but (laughs) (laughs) there were were different things Mm -hmm. you know um okay like for 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 kini big deal for instance uh, we had been in the studio for maybe like seven hours and i was trying out different things i was just trying out different sounds and and nothing just seemed to work you know and so nato had an event you know house party a friend was you know had a baby dedication you know so we went there and, you know, we, st- we were there for about an hour or, or two. So after everything, I was very sad though, because I was like, how can you just spend time in the studio and, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing just, what kind of day is this? You know, how did I wake up? <laughs> <laughs> On the you know? the yes, you know, that kind of thing, you know. So after like two hours, I told him, I said, Nito, let's go back to the studio. And we went back to the studio and, you know, in, in less than 20 minutes. Wow. I'm serious. In less than 20 minutes, I had like a, an eight bar. Um, sequence of ten of us, uh, no, of um, okay, big deal. That's for the beats, yeah. You know, and when we heard it, both of us felt good about it, and I shut down my system and we went home. Really? Yeah. So what I did was I, I did like a three minutes loop of mm-hmm, the same mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. just bounced it MP3 formats, 
um, put it on the flash drive for him yeah. and he went and he listened to this beat for over a week you know and calls me up someday and told me that i might have something for it <laughs> and that was it yeah. you know and um for 10 over it, 10 before you, before you go on, did, mm. you, did you now know that you had a hit right at what point did you know that funny enough i didn't know see you didn't know to be honest uh, you don't know these things true. even when you think that because That's they're true. good songs some songs are good songs mm-hmm. but they don't become hit songs, hit songs some songs are even great songs but they, they're not hit songs mm-hmm. you know um for a song to be a hit song there's so many elements like that you think i think trends how well is promoted you know um what are people's feelings at the time yeah. do you understand mm-hmm. if you do a song for instance that is a very good club song club hit songs you know it has all the lyrics that you know you want all the things you want to hear at 2 a.m in the morning mm-hmm. when you're tipsy <laughs> you know <laughs> and guess what if the country is going through a very bad time such that you know there's um terrorist attack or you mm-hmm. know people are even scared to go out at night mm-hmm. clubs are not doing well see the song wounds there's no how mm-hmm. you know, so i feel like there are lots of things that even are, are, are not within our control mm-hmm. that can either make a song a hit song or not mm-hmm. you know so what i try to do is and worry myself about is i just want to do a good song i want to do a record that once i'm done with it if i listen to it five years from now and I listen to it, I'll be like, oh, I produced it. Oh, not bad. Mm. Sounds good. So at the time, we just felt good about it, but mm. we didn't know it was going to be a, a, hit, a hit song. You know, The first person that thought it was going to be a hit song was Dari. Ah, we'll get to Dari yes. later. So we had finished recording. Yeah. And we asked Dari to come to the studio. Okay, he came to the studio one day okay. and I played it for him. And Dari listened to it and Dari said, T.Y., this Sorry. is a big song. <laughs> this is a hit. Mm. And I said, are you sure? I know what I'm saying. It's a guy. Yeah. It's a hit song. Yeah. I'm like, ah, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> and that was it, you know. Humility. Um, so for, for 10 over 10. Yeah, 10 over 10. We had finished recording almost all the songs on the album. In fact, we had finished the album. And one day he came to the studio. And, and funny enough, that was the first song I had produced on logic ah, yes so yes logic, because yeah yeah, yeah I, was, I was switching from from cubase to logic mm. you know so he now said let's try one after just say let's try one more song i said okay no problem i, I was I, I even told him i said ah guy there's this new software that i've been playing with mm-hmm, oh, and mm-hmm. blah blah and i like the sound and everything he's like okay no problem and that's how we recorded 10 over 10 we recorded 10 over 10 and i think it was carry your shoulder yeah there's another song called yeah, carry your shoulder yeah, yeah. we recorded mm-hmm. both at the same time at mm-hmm. the same time um, that was it. How did you come up with the melody for 10 over 10? Were you just like, just playing the chords and... I actually made the beats. But with NATO, most times I create the beats first, oh, okay. you know, but we're all in the studio at the same, same time, time, you know, with the vibing. process, you know, yeah. vibing, you yeah. know, so as I'm maybe playing the chord progression, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. also thinking of the melody mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's how it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I, we can't talk, we, we cannot not talk about Tony Montana. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did, you know, yeah. bad pass? Well, Tony Montana had an original. The one with um, um, the band mm-hmm. is the remix. You yeah. know? So, the original, I think it's the same process. You know, We actually recorded it here in the studio. Mm. Yeah. And um, what happened? Uh, the original was good. It was good, but it was a bit laid back there was something missing so what happened was we had done that and we had left the studio everything the song was ready so on my own one day i just came to the studio in the evening and i 
decided to revisit the song without any because sometimes it can be difficult mm-hmm. he will tell you that ah no no don't don't change this or no change this or <laughs> yeah. you know sometimes you know so i just wanted to just do it by myself mm-hmm. without any influence yeah. at all or distractions so i came to the studio and i started tweaking what we had as the original you know tweaking adding some extra sound you know beefing up the mm-hmm. groove you know mm-hmm. things like that you know just adding things to it and boom so i left it so the next time nato came to the studio i told you that guy listen to this when he heard it, he was like, wow, he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. Well. <laughs> and that was it. So yeah. he now said, I, they now said, oh, you would like to put the band on, on the track. When he played it for the band, the band loved it. Yeah, and that was how and it was. And the banjo thing killed the Yeah, he did, he did. That's cool. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm really glad that you were like, yeah. <laughs> As I got to hear from the horses now. Um, now, going to Dari, mm. how do you, because you created, the, um, you produced um, Dari's mm. Parade Go. Mm-hmm. Was, how, was, how did that come about? Um... Dari is a music man to start mm-hmm. with, you know. So Dari most times has um, an idea of what he wants. You know, he might not be able to. It might not be a perfect type of idea, but he has an idea of what he wants. Um, at the time, we we're not just working on that song; we we're working on, a, on an entire album. So we were just recording songs, recording songs, and um, um, carry the go. How to carry the go? I think I, I, I think I made the beat first for Carrie Diego I think that's what happened and he vibed on it most of the things I've done have been a function of good vibing mm. in the studio so he vibed on it and I think we came up with the chorus first then he had to go and write the verses okay. no I think I think Two-Face was in the studio at the time okay. I think it was Daria and Two-Face because it's Daria and Two-Face yeah. yeah so they're in the studio yeah. with you yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so Yeah, I think I think that's what it was Ah man, I can't remember oh, exactly. Yeah, to get the correct. But at least you know you were able. Yeah. Like, thank you for but yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't remember Sasha, but it's one of those two. Yeah. Okay. Two How about Sasha's Adara? Mm, Sasha P. <laughs> yeah. Because that really... Sasha P. Sasha P. Yeah, came to Abuja then. Because okay. those productions were things I did in Abuja. Okay. She came to Abuja. I think she came for about a week or two weeks. And we were working a couple of songs. And it was... Um, she was on that Storm Records then. Mm-hmm. So Ubi Asika had mm-hmm. sent her to come to, to Abuja. And um, we're vibing. Yeah, we're vibing. I think the chorus came first. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, when she did that Sharagiri or Adara, I'm like, you this girl, man, you're not an Ajabot at all. Your rice, conk, what, you know, but it was nice. And the storyline was very nice, you know, because you know, Sasha is one of those people that you know, she believes in girl power, mm-hmm. you know, she. She women believes that, yeah, women empowerment and, you know, and it's a very good song. It's a song that, you know, you can still, it's still relevant till mm-hmm. now, you know, talking about things, it, pretty much her story, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much her story, you know, but also letting people know that you can do it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like things gonna be all right, yeah. you know. The next one is Natural Something by Sound Sultan. Okay, so Natural Something by Sound Sultan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came into the studio. I did... Ah, Sultan. Fantastic guy. Fantastic guy. He wrote that song eh, by drawing. Are you serious? Yes. He didn't write down a word. He was drawing. And I was looking at him and I was like, Guy, what are you doing? He not said explaining the drawing to me. So you see this guy, eh? he's this... Uh, no, 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 no. See this sunlight. He's that, blah, blah, blah. That's how he, that's how he wrote that song. Wow. The guy is strange. <laughs> that's 
like so Sometimes well. if you can hear me, you're a spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you're strange, so man. Random. <laughs> Very random guy like wow. that. But you see, we had recorded the song and he liked the song. I remember after we finished recording in the studio, even before I mixed the song, we were all dancing in the studio. Mm. Like he was dancing, he was just happy. Ab- he was very happy about the song. And um, he took the song over a year before it became a hit song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took it almost two years before it became a hit song. You know, so this also goes out to people who think that you record a song now and the song is not a hit in two months and you begin to think that ah okay that's the end no it took almost two years because the video came out over a year after we recorded it and that's when the boss started building building, Uh, and then the final one is shay shay's no vacancy ah how did that um that song yeah that's such a that's such a huge song The song, we're in the studio together with Sound Sultan. Sound Sultan wrote um, part of that song. Okay. And we're in the studio together and we just wanted something different. You know, something melodic, something very emotional as well. Something... Um, we just wanted something different. And I, I think I started with the beats. Yeah, I started with the beats. I started with the chord progression, mm-hmm. actually. Then um, melodies came up. Then lyrics came up. Yeah. You know, but it was it was really the song. The song. I think we recorded the song maybe two years before. Wow. Yes. Before yes. Before before she decided to put it on the album. Wow. Yes. Because when she was putting the album together, that's when she called me and said that, see, that song, everybody I play that song for, they mm-hmm. love that song, that song is... I'm like, okay, come to the studio. So we had to now re-record some mm-hmm. parts, you know, and just make it nicer yeah. and things like that, you know. But, and that, that, that's to tell you that, see, songs are timeless. If you, yeah, yeah, timeless, yes, timeless, yes. timeless. Definitely. The same thing with School Your Face. School mm-hmm. Your Face was over a year, mm-hmm. you know, and... And it's still relevant. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, up and coming artists, you know, and producers who are listening, you know, begin to understand the value of creating timeless songs and not just yeah. saying that oh, you want to create a song that has to magma to magma, you know, create yeah. a good record. And yeah. hopefully, time is on your own. Yeah, and I feel that sometimes uh, artists and even producers, up and coming, everybody wants to be. Everybody, they're all in a hurry. You know, mm-hmm. everybody wants to be famous. Mm-hmm. Forget the fame. Be true to the art. Mm. You know, be true to the the. What what is what is real in this business? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the fame. I feel like fame it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. There've been people who have been very famous in mm-hmm. the past, and you know <laughs> where are they right true. now? You know, but just be true to the act. Uh, fame, money, and the rest of mm-hmm. it are additions. True. You know, add-ons to yeah. to the real thing. Good know. advice, Dion. Thank huh? you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Now, in 2012, you produced the soundtrack for the movie Journey to Self, right? Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. was that? In, can you talk about the production process for mm-hmm. that? Movie? That was Ashanye. Uh, was. Um, mm-hmm. I think she was producing the movie. Yeah, Ashanye and said yeah. was also the movie. Um, it was actually Ashanye that approached me and said because I'd done some recordings for her before, mm-hmm. previously, and she felt like I could express the ideas she had, mm-hmm. you know, for the movie musically. And um, when she approached me, I was like, oh, cool, nice. Yeah. At the time, I'd just um, done a course on, uh, a course on, um, what's it called, sound design for movies. Okay. You know, so it was very interesting to mm. me, so I wanted to do it. And it turned out well. You know, we had people like um, 
Harry songs actually. I listened to them. Yeah, Harry yeah. songs sang yeah. some of the songs. Um, uh, Peter, Peter sings. Uh, I think her husband, her husband was also on one of the songs. Was he? Her husband. Is it who's Carl? So Carl, yes, 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 yeah. yes. Carl, yeah. Carl, Carl yeah. recorded or mm-hmm. sang on one of the tracks, and a few other people. Cool. There's one lady called Amina. Uh, it was nice. Yeah. It was it was a very good experience. Now, what was the difference in terms of music production? Um, like, just working with artists and doing. It's different because you're trying to. With movies, it's more about the emotions you evoke. Mm-hmm. Well, even with music production, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But we see with the Nigerian music in, um, industry, most times you want to ev- evoke happy emotions. emotions. You know, happy, feel good because we are fatty loving people. Right? <laughs> jai, jai people like, we don't want to worry about yeah. recession or where am I? You know, I'm afraid there's no recession because I went to the mall yesterday <laughs> and I'm like, well, where's the recession? <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we just want to have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so. A lot of Nigerian music tend towards Happy. to cater to that upbeat uh, type of thing. But you see, when it comes to movie soundtracks and you know mood music mm-hmm. like that, you know, there's so many emotions you have to consider, and that sometimes can be very challenging because mm-hmm. you have to know the right sounds, you have to know the right chord progressions, mm-hmm. you have to know the right melodies, you have to, you know, is is a mix of yeah. a lot of things. So do you find yeah. that you definitely find that more challenging than? Yes, yeah. I do. Okay, and did you have to watch the movie before you did the production? Uh, no, I, I read the script. Okay, so I knew what the story was about. Mm-hmm. Um, then, um, I think, yeah, I knew what the story was about. Then I saw some of the uh, what's it called, some of the rushes. Okay, because I was about know, to say yes. that some people, some people, yes, see, yeah. I saw some of the okay. rushes. You know. And okay, I, okay, okay. Mm, okay, the slap is real, okay. Yeah. You know, this kind of slap that will leave you with a black eye. <laughs> okay. We'll make the... We'll make the <laughs> <laughs> John, that's all, you know, so you have yeah. to... Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what I had to ask. Some mm. people like... Uh, I, you know, when you see, like, there's a part where, well, you, you know, there's a difference between crying and weeping. That's uh-huh. true. You know, so when you see like oh my, this baby they cry on a weep. So you have to yeah. find a sound that mm. you know, can carry capture that, that capture that emotion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's mm. good. Thank you for taking us through that you know, experience. <laughs> Who are your music production influences? They change with time. You know, I remember when I started out. You know, Dark Child was. Mm. You know, I really yeah. really liked yeah. him. You know, because he did a lot of things with Brandy. Then. Yes. You know, ah, yes. I'm Brandy. I know. <laughs> I think. The love I have for Tiwa Savage is an extension of the love I've always had for Brandy. Really? Yes. Because, oh my God, I still love that lady. Like, I think she's just super, super, super yes. creative. You know, the way she laces her vocals, you know, her melodies, yeah. her harmonies. Oh God. It's just, you know, so I, yeah, Dark Child was eight at some point. Uh, Dr. Dre was eight at some mm-hmm. point. Um, what was it that you loved about, Doc, about, about Dre? Dre. Yeah. I just like the way he made, he had a, he made hip hop interesting. Mm. You know, he's the guy who add piano sounds to a hip hop track. <laughs> you know, he had that repetitive. He had very interesting loops. Mm. You know that mm. I liked. Um, and you know what he did with Eminem was, you know, <laughs> Jonathan. So you can't. You, you just have to like yeah. it. You know. Then at some point it was. Um, um, Timberland, Timberland, his yeah. percussions mm-hmm. are just out of this world. Ah, a guy, 
ah baba ya legend <laughs> you know like his percussions he will make a slow song sound his groove his groove were just so thick and heavy you know when you're you have to bounce yeah, yeah. you have to just you know so i liked i like that um but I, I really appreciate people like Quincy Jones, you know, when you want to take, take it back, 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 yeah. way back, you know, Quincy Jones, because I think he did an amazing job with Michael. Like, mm. you know, till now we still make references to, even when you talk about sampling, like mm. I listen to, um, I still listen to tracks by Michael Jackson and I get inspirations mm. from it. Like mm. it might just be something very little. It might be one riff, it might be one guitar riff mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. you know. I think those guys were very deep. Mm. They were very deep at the time. You know? So yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. It changes with time. Nice. Now can you talk about your record label Vivachi Records? Well Vivachi Records, like we hope like you know is a record label. Mm-hmm. Uh we started in twenty fourteen mm-hmm. and um well it's a young label, you know, we're trying to carve our own niche why did you even choose to start a record label why did i choose to start a record label because over time for me it's about giving back really that's the reason why i started record label uh because i've met a lot of fantastic you know young artists you know or aspiring artists or people who want to you know find a way to thrive in the music business you know and it's very difficult the truth is the way the industry is set up right now no matter how talented you are, if you don't have a platform, if you don't have a support system, is I'm not going to say it's impossible because I still believe in miracles, you know, but it's going to be really tough for you to be able to, for your dreams to become reality. Mm-hmm. So it was based on that that, you know, I decided to start up a record label. And yeah. What challenges have you faced in starting a record label ah, in Nigeria? Oh, more. there's a lot too. Can you tell us? There's a, a lot. I'll just tell you. I'll just Two. mention a few. Maybe mm. like twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I said to you, <laughs> no, but but really, one of the major challenges is funding. Mm. Mm-hmm. The other part of it is, unlike every other type of business, you know, you you can predict where you're getting your revenue from or where you're getting your income your income from. If you invest ten naira, you know how you're going to make twelve naira. Mm. You know, and you know at what point will you start making twelve naira. But you see, in the music business here in Nigeria, nothing is certain. You can, you can keep investing for five years before you make money. <laughs> you understand? And and it's capital intensive. You know, to produce a song, it takes an average of an average of between four to six million naira for you to produce and promote one song. So if you want to do that. Especially for a new artist, mm, it's more difficult because true. you don't have, you don't no clout around mm-hmm. you yet. You know, you don't have a huge following. You don't have, you know, even people who want to, as an A-list artist, some people by default want to, um, um, want to grant favors. You know, you know because they want to associate themselves with you in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But you see, for a new artist, you don't you don't enjoy all of that. So it's more difficult and you have to spend more money. Um, Then um, expectations and demands from artists as well. Expectations from um, even even the society. (laughs) It's it's quite quite challenging. You have to be sure what you're doing before. Now on the flip side, with the lack of structure we have in the the Nigerian music industry, do you think that that's helped you 
been more strategic and has allowed you to think outside the box in terms of how you approach not really i I don't think it has made you think made me think outside the box because even the what you see as thinking outside the box are still things that have been done somewhere else Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know it's just um i think it's not even a lack of structure i think it's the market that has even made me not necessarily think outside the box, but tweak some things, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, on how I've been able to strategize in terms of marketing and promotions. Um, the lack of structure just gives you little to work with. So you just have to find a way to work within that little. You don't really need to think outside the box. Is um, I don't think that's a strategy. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just gives you very little to work yeah. with. And, you know, you just... Um, Try and see how you can maximize and leverage on whatever it is that you yeah. have. Mm. Okay. All right. So we're going to wrap it up with the four yeah. random questions. Okay. okay. What do you like to do for <coughs> fun outside of working on music? I like to watch movies, man. Oh, what, what, what was I the like last to watch movie? movies. I like to watch series. What was the last movie you saw? Last movie I saw. What was this? F? Um, what was this? Uh, Invictus? No, 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 oh. no, 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 Invictus. No, sorry, Invictus is the name uh, of my perfume. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong my head today. No worries, it's another time. It's another time. No worries. Have you seen Deadpool? No, I haven't. I finally saw that. It's actually pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. I have You should see it. Okay, I will. So okay. I'm, trying, I'm still okay, trying to remember. Yeah, what movie. series have you seen recently? Recently, yeah, I've been doing a lot of Modern Family. Okay, I don't. I don't really get the button. Are you serious? Sorry. Do you know like, I really, really like it. What I like about it is, 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 is very realistic. Mm. It's very it's like an everyday life mm-hmm, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Even the production itself, you know, you don't have a lot of like no, no uh, uh, background Love music, her. no extra sound effects, nothing. You know, it's like someone just carrying one single camera, camera and moving up and down. Yeah. You know, and what I really like about it too is also the dialogue. The dialogue is very funny. Mm. If you if you pay attention maybe. to it, you will maybe, like it. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you can come up with one habit that could possibly destroy a person's career, what would you think that would be? It's like a random question. But pride. Pride. Uh-huh. Hmm. Pride is like any career. Yeah. You're either a musician, a lawyer, a whatever you mm-hmm. are in life. You know, I think pride. Hmm. Yeah. That is that. Well, yeah, pride is very bad. Yeah, because what I feel like, I feel like pride repels you from other people. Mm-hmm. And you cannot exist in this world alone. Mm-hmm. You need people. Sure. You know, so by the time you start repelling A, repel B, repel C, you find that you're alone mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. And you, what can you do by yourself? Sure. No, no man's an island. No man's an island. Sure. So, yeah. Okay. Now, decide you have to pick one, Lagos or Abuja. For the rest of your life. Ah. <laughs> For the rest of your life, you have to. Okay, be... this is uh, uh, assuming that. Okay, let me talk like a mathematician. <laughs> uh, um, uh, assuming that all other factors yes, are equal, yes, be yes, uh, whatever. Yeah, okay. all that good stuff. Yeah. Ah, almost Abuja. Are you serious? Ah. ah. Hey. <laughs> we are taking you back to Abuja. Emalo, Emalo. Okay. Um, why is Abuja? See, in Lagos, uh, you have wrinkled face very quickly. <laughs> you age. <laughs> I feel like Lagos ah, people are very mean sometimes. The stress uh, oh is so much. Oh my gosh. In Lagos, everybody's chasing. I don't know what everybody's chasing. Drive everybody's like in a hurry. I don't understand. Yeah, like, I, agree. I personally feel like the quality of life, life. in Lagos yeah. 
cannot be the hustle in Lagos is real. Yeah. Like I really I feel like everybody before you are thirty, you need to come and experience Lagos mm-hmm. for at least one or two mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. It toughens you up. Mm-hmm. It's like New York City. Mm-hmm. You know, where you know you have to be able to hustle. You have to be able to because life is not as easy as an Abuja set up mm-hmm. or painted mm-hmm. sometimes, you know. But mm-hmm. you see, I'm a, Abuja is the place, so okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fr- fried rice or jollof rice, <laughs> yeah. Take that again, fried rice or jollof rice, fried rice. Or I heard you now. Let me I, think. I, I, now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I, I feel like this is like, this is like no, oh. no, I'm thinking about it because both of them, yeah. Uh, my favorite is white rice and stew. Are you serious? Uh, you know, but if I have to do hey, fried rice or jollof rice, I'll do jollof rice. Why would you do jollof rice? Because I feel like. Fried rice gets spoiled easily. True. So sometimes you might not know the fried rice that is already going slightly mm, off when yeah. you go to a restaurant mm, to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been there for hours mm-hmm. and you don't know the one that is going off, or that the veggies is going yeah. off, and you gotta eat it and you have, have run it. Uh, you know, but jollof rice can be very safe. Like okay, jollof rice is like can stay a whole day. Sure. What is your favorite food? White rice stew and plantain. You know, telling someone that when I try to eat rice mm. without plantain mm. something just feels like it's missing it's almost like a disaster <laughs> <laughs> plantain like, uh-uh. like i try like, <laughs> like if i can't get plantain uh-uh. i have to use a banana or something white rice <laughs> yeah yeah white rice stew plantain pomo oh pomo pomo that have soaked stew very well <laughs> <laughs> so it's very very you know you're about you're about food yeah, so. <laughs> all right finally what do you read or watch to stay on top of your craft as a music producer hmm I go online randomly. Mm. Like, I check... Rank. My favorite... One of the things I do most of the time online is YouTube. I can be on YouTube for for hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I just check for random things. Yeah. News, what's popping, why is it popping, who is doing <laughs> what. Then I like to check blogs, like mm. different blogs. Because um, I, I don't like to read a lot of things. Once I see too many letters, mm-hmm. you know, it, I like short, short stories. Mm-hmm. Short, short, okay, this has happened, okay, that has happened, okay, yeah, I like that. So I'm, I'm online most of the time. I think the best thing that's happened to my life is the internet. Google is the best thing that's happened to me. <laughs> trust I think me. It's like, ah, like, it just makes, and, and I'm, I'm very inquisitive. When I watch something and there's something I, I don't know about, I quickly check. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a word mm-hmm. or something, I quickly check, very you know. True. So yeah, I just, I just, um, nice. as it goes. Now, Wrap it up by asking, what should we expect from you in 27? You talked about a lot, a lot for Tiwa Savage. Is it possible that you're, you know, going to be producing a record with her this year? Yeah, it would be nice to actually. I've never done anything with her before. You yeah. know, yeah, I work towards that. But most definitely, there's going to be more music, mm. more, more okay. music, a lot more music. What I'm doing is I'm working with a couple of um, songwriters. Okay. You know, so what we're doing is. We're just going to be recording materials and see how we can fish out artists that can be on it. So I can call up a Tiwa Savage, for mm-hmm. instance, and say, oh, I have an idea for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just going to offer you a beat, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, okay, I have an idea for you. What do you think? Do you like it? Yes. Okay. No. Okay. Let's tweak it like this. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a lot more recording from mm-hmm. me okay. in 2017. Cool. Yeah. And you're still doing the as a judge as project famous. Hopefully. Yeah. And how's that? How have you enjoyed it? Because obviously you've done it for a while. I love it. I love it because um is is it, new every single mm-hmm. time. You know because um. Um, the dynamism of it is the fact that you're working with human beings, mm. different talents, mm-hmm. different emotions, different temperaments, mm-hmm. you know, and um, people improve at different 
you know the pace is different yeah. you know for a in two weeks it might become it might just transform boom mm. for b you know some people you don't even know how good they are till towards the end of the show sure. you know you just think that okay they are luckily scaling through to the next week luckily scaling through like by the time it's like the ninth week out of 11 mm-hmm. you just realize that you know someone busts out yeah you know, in their full elements. You know, it's, so it's quite good. It's yeah. quite rewarding for me as well because I get to watch these guys start from raw talent. Yeah. And, you know, the refining process is, right. is very rewarding yeah. for me. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you so much, guys. Thank you for having time. me. Thank I you. really had thank a great you. time. Thank you. I, I, I must say that this is one of the most intelligent interviews you. I've had. Thank you. you know, it's it's quite nice. You've asked me questions that, you know, Questions I've had to think about before I answer. I'm glad because I know you were saying that you don't do now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do now. <laughs> but you know, I'm glad that you know they would allow you to think. Cause, mm-hmm. Again, the purpose of the podcast is to mm-hmm. educate and inform people and mm-hmm. let people also get to know the people behind the scenes. And Thank you're you. one of the top producers in Nigeria, and I'll be remiss not to ask you all these questions. Thank so you very much. I apologize for, you know, battering okay. you too much. No, no, but no problem. No problem. <laughs> Thank no you problem. so much, you and thank you so Thank much you. everyone for listening. Oh, I forgot to ask if people want to um know how to keep in touch with you. Can oh, you okay, yeah. Um my social media handle is um okay. Instagram is at T Y Mix Official. Okay. T Y Mix is spelled T W E Y M I X Official. Um Twitter is um T Y Mix of no T Y Mix at T Y Mix for Twitter. But T Y Mix is always spelled as T W E Y M I X. And once you type that into yeah. Google, like you just leave yeah, it, yeah, you leave see all oh my, yeah. you know. Cool. So you can reach me, and um, I think I do pretty Inter- well. Interact, yeah. yeah, I interact pretty well. <laughs> yeah, so but that's not me. You know, you can slide into my DMs. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, I'm gonna reply. <laughs> <laughs> slide into the DMs. <laughs> 2017 goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ty. Have a lovely you, time. Thank um, you. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Be back with another awesome producer in the studio with me. Um, till then, bye.